Hello and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Arbenz. I'm a lawyer. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm an Ironman four times. I qualified for Kona in 2019. I raced it that year, and I am trying to get back. Uh, I've got another race coming up in exactly a month from today. Today is May 27th, 2021. And I am racing Coeur d'Alene, Idaho on June 27th. And I am pumped. I can't wait. A lot of, lot of hubbub lately. Um, there was Ironman Tulsa, Oklahoma last week. And there were 150 slots for Kona. And that, in my age group, which is the 40 to 44 age group, uh, means there's probably about 17 spots um, at Coeur d'Alene. So there were, I think there were 17 at, uh, at Tulsa. And uh, there's 150 slots at Coeur d'Alene. So I am, um, I am pumped. And the pressure to do a super Ironman is off a bit. I was shooting for sub 10, which I, I have to acknowledge is probably not in my skill set on a, at least on a course like Coeur d'Alene where there's quite a bit of climbing so uh pressure's off a bit and I'm gonna just do my best to run something um, I feel like if I can have a decent marathon maybe in the 330 range which is what I've been training for um I should be under 1030 which I think will land me uh there in uh in in the range of the top 20 or so um which probably would be enough so i'm i'm uh, i'm working hard i did my long run this morning um i've had a wild week as these things tend to go <laughs> since if you listen to my last podcast i talked about my fainting episode and it's funny i now have uh i've had a number of people not so much from the podcast but i've had a few friends listen to it and and uh, mostly i think people who are listening to this currently uh, are friends and uh, or people who feel sorry for me but I've got a lot of feedback and um, some notes of encouragement. A few people saying, "Dude, you need to you need to chill out a little bit." Uh, my mother-in-law bought me a uh, blood pressure uh, machine to take my blood pressure. I also bought one myself. Um, and but I am trying to take a little better care of myself. And uh, although, as life would go, I had a very busy week. So. The last seven or so days, um, had a number of good swimming sessions. I did my, let's see, I swam, I did an open water swim, my first open water swim last Saturday night. Uh, I couldn't go with anybody, so I went by myself, which I know isn't the smartest thing, but it's a lake I've swam a million times. It was real pleasant, sunny out, a few fishing boats nearby. I used my, my pole buoy from, I think mine's from Xterra. And or not pull buoy, but you know, a floating buoy thing, and um, got in about 22, 2300 yards out on the lake, Crescent Lake in Gig Harbor, which is where I like to swim. I don't usually swim there in the afternoon, but 
for about the last 10 years, I've swam there most mornings, like two to three days a week uh, during the during the week. And um, I swim with some buddies um, at 5.30 or 5.45 in the summer. But uh, just here, it's, the weather's been kind of crappy. We haven't had much of a chance to get out there yet. So um, I finally uh, did it, and that, was, that felt good. And then I, Sunday was my big training day. My wife and kids were with my in-laws at a cabin on uh, Lake Cushman, which I was kind of bummed to miss, but I, had, I just had too much stuff going on. Um, I had to work, I had to do my workouts, I had to uh, take my bike, my, my new bike, I'm getting a, I have a tri-rig Omni that I'm putting together. It will hopefully be my race bike in Coeur d'Alene uh, with a disc wheel, zip disc wheel. Um, so I'm trying to get that put together. So I had to drive about an uh, hour and a half to the bike store and back. And uh, so anyway, my kids were gone. My wife was gone. And Sunday was like the ultimate Ironman training day. I got up. I wanted to get up earlier, but I couldn't really. Um just because I was tired and uh, I did I had an awesome workout I did it almost I did 112 miles on my Peloton because my like I say my bike's still my two bikes are both kind of in mid repair mid mid state of production and I um, so I did that for about a little under six hours five hours and 45 minutes or so and then I ran for an hour uh, as part of a, a workout plan and man I was I was gassed, uh, but it was the best day ever to to train. It was the PGA Championship uh, was on, as was uh, I watched a lot of baseball. I watched Game of Thrones, but oh, and I oh, and I watched Iron Man Tulsa. So I was I had multiple avenues of media coming at me from my cell phone to the two TVs I have hooked up in my uh, garage, and so I could I actually had most of the day I had Iron Man Tulsa on because I have a, a Apple TV so I connected I watched it on Iron Man or on Facebook watch the race and then I could was able to connect that to my Apple TV and so I could watch it live on my t- one of my TVs and then my other TV I watched mostly uh, in the morning I watched uh, my Game of Thrones which just passes the time for me but then the PGA Championship came on and um, I'm not a huge Phil Mickelson fan and I can't really tell you why except I was heard and thought he was a little bit of an Eddie Haskell and, you know, really, you know, Mr. Personality when he's around the fans and everything. And then could be maybe a little bit cocky or obnoxious um, when he's not on camera. I'm not sure how accurate that is, though, and I have no way of knowing one way or the other. But um, he's a San Diego guy. I'm, I grew up down in San Diego. And mostly it's, I, it's the same way I feel about Tom Brady. Um, I never, not a Patriots fan, certainly not a, Tampa Bay fan but Tom Brady has grown on me over the years just because he's an old guy and he keeps competing and he's so driven and focused and I'm 43 and uh, there's something about this age and the desire to push oneself and, and take on more than people expect you to and to just be awesome and just kick ass at, at into your 40s and, and beyond and, and so uh, Tom Brady's become a total hero of mine, winning that Super Bowl this year uh, for the Buccaneers. You know, without Coach Belichick, just going down there and just doing it and uh, doing it in style, really, uh, is is very inspirational to me. And then to see Mickelson uh, over fifty, the oldest 
player ever, only guy ever over 50 to win a major, uh, was awesome. I mean, that was just amazing. And uh, so I was glued to the set. And Brooks Koepka, I don't have strong feelings for. I'm not sure. He's not my favorite either. Uh, and so I, I, but I, but he's damn good and a hell of a golfer and a, a great competitor and always is there for the majors. And to, to see Phil beat him, just beat him, uh, and then hold off the other guys was awesome. So it was a, made for a great training day, you know, almost seven hours, which – Excuse me. I mean, that's what the, the pros do, right? So I uh, did that, and then I kind of took Monday off, uh, did, a, did a light swim. Uh, I, I did a swim in the morning, I think. And then um, then just been busy, busy day at work. And then Tuesday, I flew down uh, to San Diego for one night. Uh, didn't really see my family. I saw my brother briefly. I didn't even tell my mom that I was down there. And so if she finds out, I'm in trouble. Thankfully, I don't think she listens to this. Um, but, uh, met with an attorney, a trial attorney down in San Diego named John Gomez, whose slogan is get Gomez. And, um, he's somebody who I've known about for a long time and he, he really built his practice. I believe the right way by through, you know, extremely hard work, great results, building a name and a reputation for himself. Um, but he's really latched on to what what I also subscribe to and my firm subscribes to in terms of marketing and growth um, and really running your law firm like a business, um, you know, a customer service business, a a for-profit business, and um, it's really, really inspirational. And and so he, so John picked us up. So we went to, uh, my partner Dan and I went down to San Diego, got in kind of late, went to a really good restaurant uh, in downtown San Diego, had a late, late dinner. My brother joined us. Had a few drinks, rode the scooters around San Diego. Uh, we were looking for ice cream at about 11.30 at night, mostly because I wanted it. Didn't find it. Um, oh, and I, oh, I forgot to mention, I had a Tuesday, my Tuesday morning workout was awesome. I did a, um, an hour run and then an hour bike ride. So I did a two hour double session Tuesday morning. So by Tuesday night, after a few drinks, I was thinking about ice cream as I tend to do. So anyway, we're, we're out riding scooters and then, um, my brother stayed at the hotel we stayed at at the Hilton Bayfront in San Diego with awesome view of the of the water and woke up um, and I kind of was just like I'm just gonna take the day off I've been pushing it hard I'm in San Diego I'm gonna hang with John Gomez today I had a few drinks stayed up late I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push it today so didn't work out but um, Gomez John Gomez came picked us up in his awesome Mercedes decked out Sprinter van and the guy was just so cool and hospitable and the whole it was funny I didn't really know what to expect in terms of whether we were going to be in meetings and I knew he I knew he was just saying look guys you know I know you you desire to to grow and maybe grow in a model similar to mine and he just basically said I'll I'll, I'll meet with you all day and hang out with you guys and get to know you and so we jumped in his van and he couldn't have been more gracious and cool and friendly and you know he's not an ego guy at least i mean i'm sure as any good trial lawyer does he has you know a lot of confidence and all that but he wasn't he's not a big shot he's not trying to be and uh it was it was cool and so he took us to breakfast and then we uh went and took a check to one of his clients uh, on a case he'd settled and this guy was a ex-army ranger uh severely disabled was in his in a wheelchair crossing the street when he got hit by a car while he was in the crosswalk 
And so he took, suffered another serious injury. I think he's got cancer. And, uh, and John, and this guy wanted to meet Gomez. It was, he had kind of a funny story. Um, the, 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 the client, when he uh, woke up in the hospital, he was told what happened. He said, we got to get Gomez, um, which is John's tagline. So the guy wanted to meet John. And so what does John do? Uh, busy guy that he is. Um, in addition to giving his time to us, he, we all jump in the van and we go to this uh, gentleman's apartment with his team and uh, give him his check. And John was very gracious sitting down with him for a half hour or so and talking about this person's, his client's life and the impact that John's hard work and resolving his case favorably had. Uh, it was cool. It was a great moment. Good reminder of why great attorneys are great attorneys is because they're they're so sincere. They care so much about their clients. They care about getting good results for their clients, and and that really uh, comes out in everything that that John does. And you can see it. And we went and visited his office, and he's got his core values um, about integrity and hard work and being a trial lawyer, meaning taking tough cases and taking them to verdict as needed. It, it just, you know, it's just, it's clear in everything he does and how he presents himself. And he's got a team of lawyers and staff that are just dedicated to him. You can tell, and it doesn't mean he's a pushover and not a demanding boss at times, but they, they really are, they bought into his program and you, you know, it just, you can just see the success, just everything oozes, um, oozes success. So that was awesome. And then got home uh, late last night and got up this morning at five and ran 18 miles on my treadmill, which was a little rough. Um, it's a long way on a treadmill. My uh, watch some watch some shows, watch some uh, triathlon shows for a while, and then uh, watch the Pelican Brief, <laughs> uh, which is a good movie. And then I watched a little uh, started Under Siege, Under Siege with. Um, uh, Steven Seagal and Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. That's an awesome movie. So I got not very far through that. And then my three hour run was over. So, uh, ran pretty slow, ran four 15 minute intervals at, at what will hopefully be my race pace between seven thirty and eight minutes, um, at Coeur d'Alene. And then the rest was just like mid zone two cruising at about a, I don't know, nine to 10 minute pace. My heart rate was slowly creeping up. So I was slowing down just to keep it low. But anyway, um, and now I'm doing my podcast. So uh, I'm doing great. And top, today's topic, I wanted to talk about something that is kind of, uh, a lot of people don't get it. And then, I, and then remarkably, a lot of people absolutely agree with me. None maybe are as vocal about it. But I hate lunch. Um, I hate going to lunch. I hate when people ask me to go to lunch. And I wanted to talk about why I hate lunch, why I think that, humans, especially those of us who are, you know, maybe in our, say, you know, mid 20s to mid 60s, uh, and still working, have no business going to lunch, why it's the worst meal of the day, um, and why I don't do it. And once I stopped doing it, how much better I felt and how much more productive I am. And so I'll just, you know, briefly give you my background. Um, you know, I was, Kind of a norm, I'm a very normal person. Went to college. I went to grad school. I worked a few years um, as a debate coach at Kansas State University um, after getting my master's degree, and then I uh, was there for three years. And during that time, uh, I you know would balloon up. I have you know I love food. I love to pig out. I definitely like to drink uh, sometimes and get drunk, <laughs> especially in my twenties. 
and gorge on pizza and burgers and you know junk food and I love dessert and I can't get enough really. So uh, you know I'm five, just under five eleven, and when I graduated high school, I probably weighed one hundred and fifty five, maybe one hundred sixty. Um, when I graduated college, I was probably 180, 185. And then I'd go on a diet or start working out and get, get down maybe to 175. Um, but I always struggled really to keep it under 180. And then a couple times I blew up grossly. Uh, I remember the low point when I was about 25 or 26, I got to 205 pounds. And um, I think that might have happened twice that I touched 200. Once I got to 200 and I you know, quickly went on a plan, lost, you know, 20 or so. And then a year or two later, it came back on. And I, re- I remember the 205 and just being disgusted with myself. And uh, so I went on the Atkins diet and uh, lost a ton of weight. And I lost way too much weight. And uh, I, it was it was kind of a weird place in my life. And uh, I had a girlfriend, I, we broke up. And I just remember, if, for whatever reason, I just kind of stuck to the Atkins diet way too c- closely. For no for no good reason other than it just sort of became my life and um, I got down to like 150 I got grossly too skinny um, and so anyway then I went to law school when I was 27 and met my wife and um, you know she was really into working out and I was too off and on but then I went to law school uh, finished I was kind of putting on weight again 185 probably 180 at least and uh, got my first job as a lawyer. And, uh, you know, what do you do when you're a lawyer? When it's, you know, 12 o'clock, you, you go to lunch, right? You go get a burger, you go get a sandwich, you go get soup, um, maybe you get a salad. But, you know, even the salad is going to be, you know, with chicken and croutons and all that. And so I found it impossible to, to keep weight off. And I was just kind of fat and soft and pudgy. And uh, the you know, even worse than that was I would, I'd fall asleep. I mean, I just couldn't stay awake and stay energized in the afternoon uh, after having lunch. Two or three o'clock, you know, I was sitting at my desk, closing my eyes, sort of dozing off. I remember turning my chair around <laughs> and facing the window so that I could kind of sleep and I put a binder in my lap so people would think I was reading because um, I was just so exhausted. And uh, I started to notice after about six months that uh, some of the guys in my firm would leave and go play basketball and they didn't invite me and I, I I think I know now that they were kind of getting to know me before they included me but after about a year they said hey bring your bring your gym bag tomorrow you got you know they asked me do you play basketball I said you know I played a little bit in high school and um I said yeah you know bring your bring your gear bring some high tops and some some pants some shorts and a t-shirt and uh we're gonna play basketball and so I basically opened up this whole new world for me where I started playing uh, at lunchtime with local attorneys and judges uh, in Tacoma, Washington, where I was practicing, where I still practice. And uh, these guys were so cool. And for like five years, I played, maybe longer, six or seven years, I played Monday, Wednesday, Friday at lunch. Uh, and usually I'd have you know a little snack when I got back, but I didn't eat. And I noticed two things. One. I lost about 10 pounds, like just like that. I mean, it was so quick and easy. And all of a sudden I was 175, maybe even 170. And the other thing I noticed was how productive I was in the afternoons. And so that's really been my model ever since. And as I got into triathlon and I had Achilles tendonitis really bad, it was, I mean, I still 
sort of deal with it, but I just I just kind of play through it. Uh, but it was really exacerbated by by playing basketball, and so I've, I've I've stopped playing basketball at lunchtime. I miss the guys; they're great guys, and I, I should go back every once in a while. And just even if I just jog around and don't really push it, but I'm so worried about getting hurt that I don't do it mostly because I'm always in training for the next triathlon. But that said, um, I I realized that that activity at, at lunchtime was huge, and so I, as I moved, transitioned into being a full time you know triathlete. I started just going to the gym or going for runs, going to spin class, whatever, at the lunch hour and or swimming. And it's truly changed my life. I mean, I've never really crept up above 172 or 173 since then, even when I'm absolutely pigging out and I'm not even working out that hard. Um, I just don't go to lunch and I get offended. <laughs> I, get, I get annoyed uh, when people ask me, especially after I, I nicely tell them, look, no, it's not my thing. I'm not, the last thing I wanna do is go sit there and put down 1500 hot calories or a thousand. I just, I just hate it. Uh, I don't do it. I'll never do it. And I think I'll live longer, uh, stay, you know, trimmer and, and more fit. And I believe so much in the, you know, the productivity that I can get done in the afternoons and I feel great. And so now I'm on this plan where I basically have, uh, my, I, I do the athletic greens, uh, in the morning along with, uh, a protein, you know, protein powder. Sometimes I'll make a smoothie, um, and I always add a little fiber to the protein powder. I have a, a little mix of amino acids I throw in, and then it's just kind of I do a, a couple more protein shakes throughout the day and light snacking. You know, maybe a handful of peanuts, uh, some raisins, something that's just easy. You know, get, get you through a cup of coffee. Oftentimes for me, with a little, I like a little cream and sugar. Will will kill the hunger and. More importantly, uh, you're just not um, you're not tired and 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 just feeling lazy in the afternoon. I, I feel great. I have the most productive afternoons, and so that's what I do every single day during the week. Now on the weekends, you know, it's a little different. I don't really go to lunch, but I might you know I might have a sandwich with my kids um, or something like that. Or you know, every once in a while on a road trip, we'll we'll get fast food, something like that. It, rarest of occasions, really, but um, you know. On the weekends, it's a little different, but during the work week, when you want to be a high, you know, highly productive and get a lot accomplished, and and for me right now, I mean, my my coworkers, you know, there's no doubt that I'm out of the office a little more than I'm, I am normally because of the training for Ironman. I got into work today about nine thirty because I had this three hour run, and even though I got up at five, by the time I finished it and showered and helped my wife a little bit with the kids, even though she really took the brunt of it today. Um, I, you know, I can't, I can't go sit and have an hour and a half lunch and I also can't fall asleep at my desk, uh, this afternoon. I have, I have stuff that needs to get done. And so, um, if, if you've never thought about it, can please consider quitting lunch and, and just snacking small snacks throughout the day, you know, try to focus on protein, you know, not too heavy on, on empty carbs. Uh, a few carbs is fine. Of course, from my perspective, but just focus on something, you know, a handful of peanuts, a little bag of almonds, a, um, you know, some kind of protein bar, anything like that, you know, uh, some carrots and hummus, peanut butter and celery. I mean, whatever it is, just a, a snack, uh, say two, 300 calories tops at say 10 AM. And then maybe another one at one, and then maybe a little light snack at three. And you're going to have such a, 
so much more of a productive day and you're going to feel so much better. You're, you're going to lose, I guarantee you, uh, some weight if you do it. Um, if, you know, currently you're eating lunch, you'll just, you'll, you'll just lose weight and feel better. And I wouldn't have ever considered it, frankly, until I saw it in action and, uh, or maybe if somebody had told me and, and I'd sort of seen their results, but that's, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I think it's, I think it's a huge, a huge lifestyle change that most people could make. And I, I tell family members and friends that are struggling with their weight and just feel lazy and out of shape, just, just quit lunch. Just have a snack at 10, have another one at noon or one and one more at three and, and call it good. And you're going to go home, you're gonna be hungry and you can eat it, you know, eat a dinner, eat a sensible dinner, eat a, eat a big dinner. Uh, if you're like me, you know, you're, if you're working out at lunch or in the morning or both, uh, you know, you can have dessert too, and uh, you're still going to hang there right at what I believe is probably your most natural and healthy weight. So that's, uh, that's the lesson for today's episode. So I want to thank you all uh, for, for listening. Um, it's been a great episode of the Try Lawyer podcast, and I'll be back next week. And take care, train hard, and we will see you next time.